Thank you for listening to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, go sign up to the Patreon. That's patreon.clom. Clom? Ah, we fucked it. Anyway, look, you'll find a way. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You know, this podcast has one purpose. I've been very clear about that. It's to buy a boat. It's to gather enough money for me to buy a boat. But we do that in positive ways where we can. And one of the positive things we're doing today is to shine a little light on a talented person, Anna Freer, close personal friend, excellent musician. She's uh, originally an Adelaide person. She's gone off to Switzerland. I've been friends with Anna for many years. She's the godmother of one of my children. And she's got this new substack. It's called Gladness in the Ruthless Furnace. There's a link in the description. And every Monday, she has a... It's called Monday Music-ings. There's some funny punctuation. Every Monday, she's putting out a playlist of 10 songs. I've really been enjoying it. And indeed, I like to think I'm one of the reasons for it because Anna's a great writer and I've hectored her to write something and she settled on this is a good thing to do. So I am here today to promote that substack. I want people to go out, sign up to that substack. It's brought me a great deal of comfort knowing that these playlists are out there. I have had real trouble finding new music. The things that I used to go to for new music, music magazines have created. There's no one working at them anymore. The old sources... Pitchfork.com, it's no good, it's gone very political, and just to have a thing coming out every Monday saying, here are 10 songs you might like to listen to, it's brought me a great deal of joy, I hope it brings you a great deal of joy too, there's a link to it uh, below, the substack, anafria.substack.com, it's called Gladness in the Ruthless Furnace, here is a conversation with Anna Freer. The podcast starts now. Thank I've come you. off the cigarettos. <laughs> I've come off the cigarettes recently. And, um, and I, I went to The Rest is History and I saw Tom Holland and Dominic Sandbrook. And I, in I was so. In Adelaide. Yeah, and I got to meet them a little oh. bit. At a, you know, but it was the end of a meet and greet and they were very tired and I didn't manage to say anything interesting or bigger. But anyway, afterwards, I was on such a high that I borrowed a girl's vape. 
and oh. I hit a vape. And I think I must have had about eight. I know it's not something I would ever usually do. But then I was like, afterwards, I was like, I'm out of control. No more of this nonsense. Was it also disgusting or was it, hmm? was it delicious it was like or grape, was it disgusting? It was, it was grape ice, <laughs> by recollection. And um, I've, been a, I was, I've been a real sourpuss for a long time. Like two, three vape. days. Uh, post vape. No good. But you know what has put me in a good mood? Is your new Substack that we're here to talk about today? What's it called? What's in it? I just want to know about the vapor. Did it taste like hubba bubba? Does it taste uh, like? I'll, you know what? I didn't. I didn't find out the flavor beforehand. I had it blind. But does it you know? taste like chewing gum? Or it's just very sugary. Okay. Anyway. And uh, and and also like ah uh, like this. It doesn't hurt. You can't drag in enough of it that it gives that very satisfying, almost eating-like quality when you have a cigarette. That sharpness of passing down the windpipe feels substantive. Feels like chewing and swallowing. I don't feels think like I've heavy. ever. I don't think I've ever um, dragged down hard enough on a cigarette to have that feeling. I do remember one of our mutual <laughs> friends was like, "You don't inhale." You're wasting my cigarettes. <laughs> I was, tell me about your substack. My substack is um, very, got a great title. It's called Gladness in the Ruthless Furnace. Gladness from, in the Ruthless Furnace. From a great Jack Gilbert poem that is called A Brief for the Defense. It's very sad. The substack's not going to be very sad. Oh, but the Jack Gilbert poem has some hope in it. So maybe it is like the Jack Gilbert poem. I'm sorry, I'm not very good at interviews. No, it's um, the writing where you flourish. The conversation <laughs> and the interview to promote it. <laughs> We're doing fine. We're getting through. You're going to have to do really... so much editing. No, I won't have to do that much editing. Probably hardly any of these songs are new to you and probably hardly any of these songs are new to a lot of people because I didn't grow up listening to the popular music. I didn't grow up listening to anything but classical music. And so... I mean, as an aside, I think a reason that you love this this list is because um, there's always songs that you've recommended to me on it. <laughs> um, and we'll talk because, about them in a second. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that I am interested in and that I've become really interested in, like in classical music in the last few years, is how do we take things that people know that are not necessarily like new, new, out of the blue, like all of these things but how do we place them in like slightly different contexts so that then they take on some sort of a different life. And I was thinking about it and I was especially thinking about it with a couple of the, the pairings in this week's newsletter. It's like they, they have such fun connections to each other that I think it can become like a new experience for a listener. Even if you know, I mean, it was so funny when I called you the week and I was like, I'm going to put cry, cry, cry by Johnny Cash. What a great song. And you were like, you don't know Cry, Cry, Cry by Johnny Cash. <laughs> um, well, I will start by saying, so your dad and your mother are both quite heavily involved in classical music. You have like an extremely classical music family. You're the youngest of many siblings, all of whom who I have met play classical music at a very high standard. Um, when did you illicitly start getting into the pop stuff? I think it was... Um, two big memories one is of my oh maybe you should edit this out but one is of my um dad discovering a cd of my brothers um putting it in the cd player that was at that time one of these really fancy cd players that opened from the front 
um, listening to like five seconds of it or ten seconds of it and then grabbing the front of the CD player, forcing it open and was like, what are you listening to? And my brother, all I remember my brother being like, was like, I just had that CD for the Cat Empire. Um, Do you remember what it was? It was like ACDC or something and like it was like heavy metal. And then I don't know that your dad would have any particular problem with that story. He'd probably take it as like I think, a bold action. I, yeah, and I also think, <laughs> uh, you know, I think having this many young children, I'm sure you can relate. It's a stressful time. Um, and so, gonna, but also funny was that from from that point on, whenever you would put a CD in our CD player and try to close it, it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like forever reminder. But I think, look, I think my siblings were listening to it. I remember, um, like, I have vague snippets of, like, Ben Fold songs that my sisters would sing around. And, like, my brother would, like, my brother taught me this the one Sufjan Stevens song about John Wayne Gacy Jr. Yeah, what was the second memory? The second, well, the second memory. memory was when um, my best friend's older sister gave me her old MP3 player. And then I used to catch the bus to things and I used to listen to, um, I was like, that was the big discovery. And I, I don't think I hid that. I, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't advertise it, but I don't think I hid it. What year was this? How old were you when this is happening? Oh, um, I reckon I was around 12 or 13. So like 20, wow. I was like 10 years ago, but I'm not 23 anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so 2010 around um and then on the on the bus on the h30 listening to i discovered Arctic a great Monkeys. bus a I great bus yeah such a good bus turns left once you get up to the end of uh, the parade Carrara? no it Carrara. doesn't it doesn't go down the parade it goes down mcgill no, you're thinking the H20. 30. You're thinking the oh, H20. Me. Well, it used to be the one, two, three. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on this anymore. This used to be the 104. What um, was on there? What was on the MP3 player? Uh, Arctic Monkeys. Um, yep. Blue October. Yeah. Regina Spectre. Um, very of a time. Uh, who else? I just, I really remember the Arctic Monkeys a lot. And just that one album that he's smoking the, the cigarette. Album or the second album? Yeah, um, it's a great album. It is a great album, and I don't like anything else as much as that album. Oh, Infinity Base, Hotel yeah, and Casino? It's a good track. But... <laughs> yeah, the album. I don't make it through any of the album. The album. Or the subsequent album. This is a weird time for me to be recommending something with music, because I have never been so criticised for my music taste as I am right now. By who? Um, I I put up a video on Instagram about... it's. And the joke is Europeans don't write good pop songs anymore. They don't. Mm, and it, but the, I mean, the longer bit, well, the longer bit was about they used to do classical music really well and there just aren't that many English composers in the classical, you know, in the 17th, 18th, 19th mm-hmm. centuries to compare. And uh, so it was, and I was like, oh, why does this happen anyway? But I just left in the bit going, why can't the Europeans write a good pop song? I, it has now had uh, almost 2 million views on Instagram. And hundreds and hundreds of comments. Every time I look at my phone, it's uh, brutal, brutal comments from Europeans about my music taste. So, but here's the thing: they think because they like. I don't think you should take those too seriously because these are the people that think they're sending the best to Eurovision. (laughs) Some of them have said, "Actually, we're not." (laughs) 
We don't take it seriously either. Maybe they're all um, from Iceland, which are the only people that sent the good ones. Well, they are, they are all from Sweden. Oh, so I've gone viral with Swedes going, every, every pop song that's any good has been written by a Swede. Use the Wikipedia. There is actually, there's one good pop song called um, Heard Somebody Whistle by J.J. Johnson. Mm -hmm. But you don't think he's a Swede because it's just spelled J-A-Y, J-A-Y. But actually, if you go on his Spotify, it's Yeah Johnson. I'll look it up. Heard somebody whistle. I t- and then I did. I, I also, I mean, it's a joke. First thing I'd like to say, yeah, my thing's a joke. But the Cardigans are Swedes. I mentioned ABBA. ABBA are Swedes. Mm-hmm. Max Martin, I think is his name. The songwriter, he's just written everybody. He wrote Hit Me Baby One More Time and 20 other songs. He's a Swede. Um, there are a lot of Swedes. Okay, Swedes? <laughs> you got one thing. You got the one good, but it's not enough. You know, it's not enough to save the whole European Union. I'll say this: it doesn't. Well, it doesn't even. I don't think Sweden is even competing per capita compared to, you know, like if it was like Sweden versus Florida. I bet you Florida's having more good pop songs. But isn't than it funny Sweden. that like England sent their one random guy, and he did they win that year? The they spaceman. No. They came second because oh. it, the Ukraine won. Oh. Excuse me, Ukraine. Don't use the definite article. That's very un-PC. Ukraine won. <laughs> but then, of course, they couldn't have Eurovision in Ukraine mm. because of the unpleasantness. Yes. But that was such a good song. Spaceman is such oh. a good song. I'm in Spaceman. Don't put that Sam. in. I'm meant to be a musician. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anna Freer, there. Gladness in the Ruthless Furnace. It's available on Substack. I've popped a link below. I guess below doesn't really make sense in a podcast. Unlike if you were in a YouTube video, you say below. It's below the video. But this is just around. The sound does not exist really on the same plane as the visual medium. Hey, it's been a dreadful week. Dreadful week for Jimmy. Dreadful week. I'm just churning through the... Visa stuff, cannot wait to woo, cannot wait to get to America, very sad about leaving Adelaide, having lots of feelings, just getting through it, eating a lot of cheese, having a lot of wine, having a bottle of wine every night at the moment. That has to come to an end. That absolutely has to come to an end. I can't live like that anymore. But I will be living like that for a few more days. There's a lot of forms to fill out and... How much suffering am I meant to go through? If I'm not smoking, I'll be drinking. And it's important for me not to smoke because if I get to America and the price of cigarettes are like $4 a pack or something, I'll I'll go crazy. I've got to have a very strong no-smoking regimen now before I go because here, okay, you have one or two and then you have a bad, you know, week getting back to normal and then you don't have one for months and months, which is, you know, that's okay because it's so expensive to get back into it. But in America, boy... So cheap, really affordable cigarettes and nice cigarettes too. American spirit, yum. Filter free, hello. Rolled for ya. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I can't. Uh, I I I endeavour. I want to live. I want to live, and I want to be strong, and I want to be capable. So there will not be smoking in America. Certainly won't be vaping. Absolutely repulsive. I wish I had never admitted to that publicly. Uh, but. I mean, I could just stop the episode coming out, but I did it. I'm open to it. I'm sorry. 
I hereby apologise. There will be no inhalation of any nicotine-type products moving forward, leaving the door open to have those little pockets, those pouches that go on the gum, the snus. I'm not going to have that either. Nicotine's so wonderful. I'm not going to have it. We're going to get to the end of this process. I, I love you. I miss you. This is the penultimate episode. There's a thank you, goodbye episode coming out very soon. Catamaran ho, everybody. Keep it real. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.